We had the week off for Thanksgiving and boy, did we miss you. We've got a lot to share with you. I found something in my parents' attic that um, is kind of interesting. We need to talk about it. And also I bring you the 2023 annual dollar naming of the tree. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Monday, November 27th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for Holidays with Ellie Dollar. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for a nice, relaxing vacation. Isn't it funny that we both come back from Thanksgiving and we, we're struggling to think of something to be grateful for? Um, well, for not, me... Not struggling, it's just... There's so much for me to be grateful for. I'm oh. grateful for pie. I'm grateful that we had an easy Thanksgiving. I'm grateful that we got to spend so much time with Ellie. I'm grateful that um, we didn't have like a ton of work going on last week that we had deadlines for. I'm just, I'm grateful for so much of it. You, um, um, you know, it's not in the schedule, so we can either talk about it right now or you could put it on the schedule for tomorrow. Okay. But your meltdown. That's on tomorrow's schedule already. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Got it. Um, Okay, so we did Thanksgiving this year. I think was one of, it was a great Thanksgiving. And I think we did a couple of things totally right that I would 10 out of 10 recommend to anyone else. Number one, we did not host. We did not host. And it was awesome Um, because there was no stress in the kitchen, which to be honest, I mean, to me, it's like setting the table and stuff like that. That's not really stressful. But to you... It's a bigger deal because you're the one that's usually doing all of the cooking if we host. And I got like such a nice relaxed Jeff Deller this Thanksgiving. It was awesome. So that's one thing. Um, the second thing is my parents did, they were hosting, they did beef tenderloin. Now this is the third year in a row we've done some sort of like beef instead of having the turkey be the star of the show. And I got to tell you, I, I don't know that I'll ever go back. I, to, if I'm being completely honest, I feel like I have somehow damaged Thanksgiving for your family. And I don't know why you feel that way. I don't know. During the pandemic, it all started during the pandemic. And Jeff, Ellie was like three weeks old. And Jeff's like, you know what? I don't feel like making a turkey this year. Let's just do let's do a nice tenderloin. Let's have a nice dinner and do it that way. Because we don't love turkey anyways. I mean, we like it, but we more do it because, you know, we only have it one day a year for a reason. And here's the philosophy. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for it, right? But it's one of those things that in in the corporate speak, in the in company culture, you're supposed to question things that are that have been done forever simply because that's the way they've always been done. Right. Right, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So turkey is a traditional Thanksgiving food. So if you're a traditional person, you're going to want turkey. Like my dad. Right. But there is a lot of there that there are so many people talk about not experimenting with foods on Thanksgiving that it's become a meme, it's a joke. You don't try out your new uh, macaroni and cheese recipe no. on Thanksgiving. No. You don't try a new sweet potato casserole recipe on nope. Thanksgiving. You don't try a new whatever the, the number one dessert in the family. You don't, you don't if, it's, if it's apple pie, you don't try out a pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. Right. 
But let's go ahead and make the main course, the 15-pound chunk of meat that we buy. Let's make that something that's, one, only prepared once a year, two, extremely difficult to cook yes. well. Not, yes. Not a little bit difficult to cook well, extremely difficult to cook well. And three, something that is only the number one Thanksgiving food because of tradition. Right. You know what I mean? It's not, it's, it's, it's not, I don't think turkeys have a season. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomatoes, they have a season. Strawberries, they have a season. Yeah. I think if you're a hunter, venison, deer meat, there's a season for that. Turkey, whenever, whenever. Yeah. But we've just decided that turkey goes with Thanksgiving. And so during the pandemic, we mixed it up. We did mix it up. And my parents, it was a really small Thanksgiving. My parents did um, Thanksgiving at our house. And it was it was so delicious that last year- We did a tenderloin. We did it again. For the record, we did a tenderloin. And then I just bought a little three-pound turkey breast that we cooked in the crock pot. And then um, my parents were hosting this year. And they were like, yeah, we like the tenderloin idea. Like, let's roll with that. And the- it was great. My dad is a traditionalist. Like he loves tradition. And he said that he needed a turkey because it kind of felt like the Friends Thanksgiving episode. Like everybody wanted to, something a little bit different. Like only joking because, you know, turkey's fine. But um, my dad was like, I've been eating turkey every year, once a year for 73 years. I ain't stopping now. So what my parents decided to do was to go to Fresh Market and get a turkey that was already cooked. And all you have to do is heat it. And I got to tell you, number one, it was great. Well, just to clarify, what he said was, because I, I, when I say that I feel like I've screwed up Thanksgiving for your whole family, when we stumbled upon the tenderloin thing, the making of a beef tenderloin, to me it seemed genius. Yeah. It's something that I make a couple of times a year. It's enjoyable. It's something it's that delicious. I, I do really well. Yes. It's something that your dad does really well. I think more people cook steaks than cook turkeys mm -hmm. on the reg. And a few days before Thanksgiving, we were over at your parents' house just dropping something off or picking something up or whatever. And I don't know if you were part of this conversation or not, but your dad just slips into the conversation. So which one of you doesn't like turkey? <laughs> Is it you or Callie? And I, it caught me off guard. I said, what are you talking about? We don't he do goes, it because we don't like turkey. We do it because we love beef. Well, and it's easier. Yeah. It's less stressful. So it, it, just beware if you are listening to this and, and you are are saying, oh, my, it doesn't have to be beef tenderloin. Maybe it could be. Whatever your favorite meat is. Beer can chicken. You love beer can chicken, you do that. It could on be Thanksgiving. those little lamb pop things. Whatever yes. fish, it doesn't matter. One of my friends was doing ribs with her family because they love ribs. Yes. Yeah. It's about gluttony. It doesn't have to be a certain type of gluttony, mm -hmm. it's just gluttony. Yeah. So you can pick whatever you want. Um, so we did that. My mom got that turkey, and it was really good, by the way. Fresh market, the taste. The t I mean, let somebody else do it. Uh, and then we all picked like a kind of our favorite sides to make, and then I made my favorite dessert. My mom made her favorite dessert. So dare I say it was it was the least stressed out I've ever seen my mother on Thanksgiving. And I think that everyone knows 
if you go to someone's house every year for Thanksgiving, you can see the stress on the host's face. It doesn't matter who it is. Like when we used to do 4th of July barbecues at the lake and our friend who's an amazing chef would cook, you would see the look, even though they're professionals, of just, we got to get things going. Like there's an energy, there's a certain level of stress, there's all that. There was none of that this year and it was amazing. And then I was texting with one of my friends, I was texting with Pam and she went to visit her kids uh, in Charlotte. And she was like, we decided honestly to cut, cor-. she called it cut corners this year and just order out and bring it in. Mm-hmm. She was like, I don't know why I ever cooked a full Thanksgiving meal right. because it was delicious when someone else was doing it. She's like, I got to take a long walk with my son. I got to spend more time with my family. We got to do things we actually like instead of me being stuck in the kitchen the whole time and then, you know, um, and being stressed out. And I love that. Cost-wise, has anyone done an analysis? Is it, is it, ex- is it to do a pre-cooked turkey? Mm-hmm. Is it double the price? You won't be able to look it up now because nobody nobody's going to be selling a pre-cooked turkey right now. You don't think Fresh Market would still have it on their website? No. No. Um, they're, I would, they're a pretty big company. Well, this goes they back. Might, maybe they do. Fresh Market strikes me as the type of company that might sell pre Oh, no, they don't because they set up a table. It's a very special thing. Now yeah, they have like about. a prefix menu. Fresh almost. Market, I don't know if Fresh Market counts because they're, they're just expensive. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, they did like our friends. So Pam got hers at a barbecue restaurant. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Um, And I have like two other friends that did that too. And here's what I'm thinking. Like historically, most of our grandparents and great grandparents knew how to cook like everything. Big meals, big and entertaining, didn't have recipes, followed their, you know, like my grandmother was like that. I think you've said your grandmother was like that. People just cooked and that was the expectation. Well, our parents were raised by those people. So naturally when they become parents, they're like, okay, well now we have to cook this giant meal. And I think now that it's kind of like the tides is shifting a little bit and it's now the millennials generation to take over the cooking. If you were going to do that, we're like, yeah, we're no, (laughs) we're not going to, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to wake up at four in the morning to cook something I don't Love. But I, I think when we, when an anthropologist, I think I'm using that correctly, when a person who studies societies looks- Sociologist? Maybe. When people look back yeah. on this generation, I think there are going to be so many shifts attributed to the, the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. Uh, things like delivery. Yeah. I, mean, I've talk, I, I talk about this all the time. It blows my mind- that you can have 100% of anything delivered to your front door. Yes. When just five years ago, if somebody told you they were having anything delivered that wasn't either Chinese or pizza. Right. It was weird. weird. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have some sushi delivered and the driver's going to swing by CVS and get some NyQuil on the way. Right. No problem. It's fantastic. So I think the tides are definitely shifting. And that's honestly what Thanksgiving is all about, is being with people that you love and and experiencing that together. And whoever's cooking doesn't usually really get that because they're doing yeah. all of the hard work. And like you said, like turkey is not an easy thing to cook. It's actually a very hard thing to cook. Um, and it takes forever. And it's a whole thing, especially if you're doing you know, it with a lot of people. So 
That was just great. It was like stress-free Thanksgiving and it was awesome. I was in my pajamas till 2 p.m. I think you were too, Jeff. Um, well, I don't wear pajamas. Well, you were I was in, in my comfort I was in my comfies. You were in your comfies. You were in your cozies. That's what we need yes. to call them. Um you were in your cozies until like 2 p.m. L- literally cozy earth L- clothes. Literally cozy earth. Um and we watched the the parade and I I don't want to be a hater because I love the parade. However, I didn't think it was as good this year. And I can't put it's my finger on why. Every year. That's that's what I was telling myself, but there didn't seem to be like I feel like there were more wows. I don't know if it was like the celebrities that they had on the floats. I don't know if it was I don't know what it was. There was not a Delta float, which I was sad about. Um, I don't think, is there normally a Delta float? There hasn't been for the past like two or three years, but before that there was, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive because we would always watch. um, What was on it? Oh, somebody performing? It would be be one of those outsourced things where it's Delta. Oh, here's the Delta flight celebrating, you know, 100 years of flying to Spain and completely unrelated to that, Rihanna singing Umbrella. Right. (laughs) Lip syncing Umbrella. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so there was that, and then maybe I'm just being too critical because I'm a parent now, but we were watching, like, there was a Disney, um, a Disney float celebrating, like, their new cruise or whatever, and first of all, Daisy was not on it, so yet again, Daisy gets the shaft, and Ellie loves Daisy, so I've noticed that, and we got, there were all these, like, you know, Princess Tiana and Princess Anna and, uh, Elsa and, like, all of these, you know, newer characters, and whoever was directing the show, we didn't even see shots of the newer characters that all the littles are obsessed with. I'm like, I will tell you right now, the director does not have little kids. Well, who you just named everybody that I know they were in the background. They only showed Mickey and like the dancers and Pluto. Oh, oh, I like see. they I understand. when they did the close up shots. Um, they Excuse me, didn't. but that, don't don't you think that's a mass appeal thing? No, because I think the mass appeal is on an Elsa and to- Mickey and Minnie. Is Anna and Elsa to us the parents of a three-year-old girl? I know. Can we but- can we acknowledge something at the risk of sounding really rude? Yeah, I'm, we are breathing hard. Sorry, I'm breathing hard. Yep, I was Sorry. trying. To, We're I'm, both sick, and I'm very pregnant. Well, I just wanted to acknowledge it because sometimes I think I always hesitate about acknowledging it and not acknowledging it because if you don't, if you acknowledge it and nobody has noticed it to that point, then I feel like it's going to be the only thing that they're going to notice. Right. But if you don't acknowledge that, then I think people listen and go, how can they not know the fact that it's like that they're mouth breathers because our noses are stuffy? We can't, we can't breathe. We're sick again. Weird. Um, Yeah. Sorry for that. I'll try to like, Talk in my mic and then move quickly over to the side so you don't hear me like panting. Um, but yeah, I was like a little bummed with the parade this year and I couldn't put my finger on why. Then we watched the dog show per tradition. And number one, I'm going to pitch my idea to the universe again that Rothy's needs to sponsor all the dog handlers. Yeah, because th- so many, there, 50% of the show is. A close-up of the dog, but you always because they're on such short little leads, you always see the feet of the handler working the yeah. dog, and there's a there, there, it's just a missed opportunity. The shoes ain't cute, and that would be the perfect opportunity for people to stare at Rothy's for two hours. 
I love the dog show. I feel like a little bit of a freak because I always root for whatever the mixes are of our dogs. I don't think that. I think most people do that. You think so? I think it's kind of bragging rights. If you're a beagle owner, I was very proud a few years ago when a beagle won the overall. Yeah, um, the best in show. And But our we don't have like a full beagle. We have a mutt that has beagle and whatever. So we had three this year get into, no, we didn't. We only had two. So Sadie is beagle and Chesapeake Bay Retriever. The Chessie won their category, which is awesome. Very pretty dog. The Lily is rat terrier and German shepherd. Now rat terriers never win anything, I don't think. Um, but the, so we were like, I was like, Lily, look, like your, your cousin won. The German Shepherd won their category. It's your people. It's your people. Not that I want to make our dogs feel insecure or anything, but I do feel like they need to know what they're capable of. Cause Sadie is like, you know, over in the corner looking her butt while her, you know, cousin is up there just looking beautiful and freshly bathed and like you know, doing tricks on command and not barking at other dogs and probably has teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, or at least dentures. Or at oh, least dentures. doggy dentures. Do you think um, that would help with Sadie's self-esteem? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, doggy dentures. But I might be a freak for doing that, but I always, like, root for our breeds. Callie's parents gave her a box that was up in their attic, said, here's some stuff, get rid of it. It's, it's yours. Get it out of our house. And um, amongst that stuff was a cassette mixtape. It was a cassette mixtape. Not only that, and I was excited to see it. It's got a happy birthday sticker on it. But the other sticker on the on the the B side, if you will, says Callie's tape do not underlined. Let anyone in all caps listen. Love ya, Karen. Now Karen is my best friend since 7th grade. We um, grew up together, and funny enough, now our kids are the same age and we live walking distance to each other's houses. So this is someone that I still have a relationship with, which makes this even better. Because I don't know what's on this tape, but I can tell you what I think is on this tape. Oh, what do you think is on it? Well, what she was worried about, because I just texted her a picture of it, and she yeah. said, oh, God, do not listen to that. Is it is it a discussion of, is it like a, a, is it an old school podcast about boys who had crushes on? Well, we've decided it's either her narration, because you know you could get like a little microphone and plug it into your tape player. Oh, perfect. Or it's like our generation, like it's like Kilo and like Ludacris. Kilo. You don't remember Kilo. From Ke- the from like the early two thousands, Kilo? No, Kilo, K I L O, Kilo Ali. You don't remember? I know. He was like a pretty dirty. His lyrics are not acceptable for the upside, so is I won't he, repeat them. But if you is, know, you know. Is that a Atlanta? Is that a Southern? Is he an Atlanta rapper? I don't know. I don't know if he is or not, but huh. he was big down here, and we—I mean—he had a really perverse what? song that we all thought was amazing what in was like it? sixth grade. What song? Um, what would have been played on the radio? What would Q100 have played? Uh, love, love in your mouth. Ew. <laughs> I don't know if there's a way to like take out. No, the, the Q100 would not have played no, that. No, they wouldn't have played it. Um, so the answer when I said, what would Q100 have played? You could say nothing. Oh, yeah. No, they, um, yeah, I don't even know how you would. 
bleep that or whatever. I don't think there was a safe version of it. We went to Blockbuster and got the CD because that's where it was sold. Uh, but I was I Blockbuster video store. Yeah, they used to sell CDs. That's also where I got my first Backstreet Boys CD. They sold CDs at Blockbuster. Blockbuster, and then we had a place down here. Did you have Turtles? I uh, no, but I bet I. I mean, I know what it is. Turtles is like Virgin Records, I think. Yeah, like the stores, but we didn't have one of those here. Yeah. So, anyways, um, so I I found that I was really excited about it. Now, lucky for her, I didn't have a tape player. Thankfully, my dad came through and found a tape player. So I now have a tape player, and I have this mixtape from circa two thousand. And I'm really excited to see what's on it. And if that tape player has a line out, we could just dump it right into the computer and if and we could edit it all together so that Karen could basically be a DJ, like a professional DJ. If, if she's she talking to. on it, she's like, I will kill you. Like she would never let us play that on the show. Um, but we could see some jams. Clearly she gifted that to you, which means it's your property. So whether or not to play it is your decision, not hers. Hydration is for everyone. It doesn't matter what you are doing in your life. We all need to be hydrated. It's not just for marathoners, people who are turkey trotters or whatnot. It is for everyone. Proper functional hydration is essential. And Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing out in your daily routine. I keep mine in my purse. Jeff has a stash at work and at home. We always have it around. Um, Jeff drinks it first thing in the morning, every single morning. I prefer it after a night out, especially if there's been alcohol involved, obviously not right now, but generally speaking. Um, and maybe if you're taking a long trip, you want to hydrate extra with liquid IV. With just one stick, you can hydrate two times faster than water alone. Plus get essential vitamins and three times the electrolytes as leading sports drinks. Liquid IV comes in 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Okay, so the flavors. My favorite is the sugar-free lemon lime. I have been on that kick lately. It is so good. It is constantly my favorite. Jeff loves the strawberry lemonade. They also have sea berry, concord grape, tropical punch, watermelon, strawberry, passion fruit, guava, acai berry. I mean, you name it, they've got a flavor for it. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. They partner with leading organizations to fund and foster innovative solutions that help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in over 50 countries around the world. So you can be excited and proud of where your money is going here. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code upside at checkout. That's 20% off anything when you shop better hydration today using promo code upside at liquidiv.com. I have the food storage set on my list this year that's going to match perfectly with the um, the pots and pans that I already have. They have the most beautiful selection of colors. There's something for everybody and they're modern. They're sleek. They're beautiful. We often leave our Caraway um, pan that I make eggs in every morning on the stove because it looks beautiful and it doesn't look like, oh, I was too lazy to do the dishes today. And also it has this beautiful ceramic coating and the, your food is going to glide off of your plate. Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like PFAs, PTFE, PFOA, or other hard to pronounce chemicals. Over 50,000 
thousand people have raved about their Caraway Kitchen, and now it is time for you to try it for yourself or buy it for a friend. Visit carawayhome.com slash upside10 to take the advantage of this limited time offer for up to 20% on your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners, and that won't last long. So visit carawayhome.com slash upside10 to get the new kitchenware before the holidays. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It is time for the, what is this, probably like the 12th annual naming of your Christmas tree? More than that, I think. I don't know. I can bring up the list. Jeff has been doing this for longer than I have been around. And for the first time ever, I came up with the tree name this year because we were throwing some things around. And I woke up one morning and I was like, oh my gosh, I know the name of our tree. Texted Jeff and he's like, yes, absolutely. That's the winner. No contest. And the um, Callie's like, oh, make sure you have a bunch of your your backups uh, for the the you know the name. And I didn't even have backups because yours was such a slam dunk. You were, yeah. I think when you were brainstorming this year, you were doing it in the car. You know, you were just kind of like throwing things out there, uh-huh. um, and then we came up with with mine. So we don't have what didn't make the cut. But let's review years past. If you have your list. What was last year's? Last year's. I have I have my list without last year's. Two years ago, I know, was Freddie Treeman, right? Uh-huh. The Braves won the World Series. Um, Let me see if I can find it on my Instagram. It shouldn't be hard because I like, I'm so bad at posting on Instagram now. Um, Yeah, I didn't post 2022 either. What was last year's? I don't know. We'll have to like go back and listen to audio from our show and figure out what it is. Um, I can do that. Would you like to read off? Yeah, you actually. I thought I was doing it much longer. I was not. I, I, this is actually the twelfth year. It started oh. in two thousand and eleven. With uh, interestingly enough, tree low green. <laughs> uh, then two thousand and twelve was Jennifer Needles. Not Jennifer Nettles from Sugarland, Jennifer Needles. Mm-hmm. 2013, Furrest Gump. <laughs> F-I-R-R, fur. 2014, Katniss Evergreen. People loved that one. And I got to be honest, I've never seen that movie, so I still don't understand. Well, there's a the lead character is, I believe, Katniss Everdeen. Oh, okay, got is it. Is her name. Got it. Uh, 2015, Norman Treatise from The Walking Dead. Okay. Uh, number, or I'm sorry, 2016, Satrina Gomez. <laughs> 2017, Ryan Treecrest. 2018, Freddie Mercury Tree. That was a good one. 2019, Alex Trebek. Oh, that was a good one too. Rest in mulch. 2020, <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fautry. Oh, yeah, that was a good one too. 2021, Freddie Treeman. 2022, Mystery. 2022, Mystery. I remember. Nope, it's not a mystery. Oh, what is it? Mystery. <laughs> Her Majesty. Oh, yes. Queen Elizabeth. Also, rest in mulch. Yes. I'm <laughs> so rest in mulch, you guys. Now, uh, we had, I will say, it came in. A lot of people were thinking that we were going to name it Matthew Pear Tree, which would have been oh. really good. That would have been really, really good. Yeah. Matthew Pear Tree was, was solid. Yeah, but that. Like, we named it, we named, like, the queen, was the queen dead? The queen was Yeah, dead. she died that year, and then that's when we named okay. it. Okay. 
Got it. And then Alex Trebek. So we've had like a couple. Why does Matthew Perry seem so much sadder than Queen Elizabeth? I know. Well, because she was She lived a full life. Yeah. yeah. She was like a million years old. Yeah. Um, okay. So without further ado, the 2023 Dollar Family some Christmas people, tree name some is. Some people are going to hate this because they're going to say, I am so sick of this person. I know, but I got to do it. It is Travis Keltry. Perfect. <laughs> it's who everyone's talking about right now. Someone also said we could we should have done Trailer Swift. Someone said in. Hey. You don't think? It's that's. I don't know. I Travis, Travis Keltry was just like the obvious winner for us. Here's the problem that I'm having, is for the past four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine years, nine of the now 13 years or nine of the 12 years that we've done this, the, well, 10 of them, I, it just, they all have the word tree in them. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. So I think trailer Swift is too much of a stretch. Yeah. For the. Yeah. But yeah, it's not worth it. We don't have to overanalyze it. Travis Keltry. Travis Keltry. Um, will you write that down so we don't forget have it. next year? <laughs> Perfect. All right. Here are your three random things for today. Uh, number one, just know that there is such a thing called Christmas tree syndrome. It's basically a severe allergy to Christmas trees. Oh, my God. I would be so upset about that. A woman in Ohio for the first time got a... Not live, but fresh Christmas tree. Yeah. And brought it into the house. She was decorating it. A few hours later, she saw that one side of her face was a little bit swollen, but she thought it was just a side effect. She has TMJ. Yeah. So she thought it was maybe a side effect from that, but uh, it kept getting worse. Then her hands, feet, and tongue all started to swell up. She got herself to the uh, to the hospital, collapsed oh my in the emergency uh, room. In the ER waiting room, and so doctors got got her back, looked at her quickly, said it's an allergic reaction, and gave her the EpiPen. She was totally fine, and the only thing they could that was new to her environment was the Christmas tree. That's so sad. So, uh, so they did some testing and determined that she has uh, an allergy. It's a very rare allergy, but it's not actually the Christmas tree. It's a mold that lives in the Christmas tree. Mm. So uh, just know that that's a thing. Maybe that's why I'm so stuffy now. Maybe you, we brought mold into our house. If you seem to have a light allergy to a Christmas tree, uh, or if you've noticed that in the past, just rinsing your tree off with a garden hose be, and letting it dry before you bring it in the oh, home yeah. could help a lot. I wonder how that would help, though, because you're adding moisture to the tree. You're rinsing off the mold and the pollen that are already on oh. it, mm. which now makes me think: Why don't we always rinse off trees? Yeah, that's kind of weird. If they're covered in bug poop and bird poop and squirrel poop, snake poop. Yep. Your second random thing for today um, is that there was a video uh, in Oregon of a cougar sighting, and everybody was freaking out. I mean, the video was grainy, but they were comparing. How old the- was she? What? You said a cougar? Oh, you're so funny. Um, 
And so everybody was like freaked out. And someone's like, I caught this in my ring cam, whatever. Everybody's, you know, freaking out. Well, the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife says that they have analyzed the video and it appears to be a, a fat house cat. So there was nothing to worry about. If you live in Oregon, um, there was not a cougar in your neighborhood. It was actually somebody's over, overfed kitty. And and it was only about a foot tall. And your third random thing is the folks at Oreos are responding to all of the accusations coming in on social media. The folks at Oreo. Oreo. What did I say? Oreos. Oh, okay. <laughs> it just sounded weird. The folks at Oreo have, say uh, are responding to all, uh, all these accusations on social media that the cookie now has less filling and the cookies are actually thinner than they have been in the past. Uh, I think this started with Liz from the Carpool Podcast. Yeah, I do too. Six months ago or longer, she brought it up and said, I think every, I think that double stuff is now the same regular. as a regular Oreo from X number of years ago. And she did this whole thing. She got a scale, she weighed the filling, her and her uh, co-host Kelly, but like analyzed the whole thing. So she was on this months ago, but the, uh, the company, the Oreo company said, we would be shooting ourselves in the foot if we would start to play around with the quality or quantity of our ingredients. And those are your three random things. You are strong, you are brave, you're kind, and you always belong here.